Yeah, there are some people that no matter what, uh, they're very selfish and they will do anything to survive. And if survival means killing you and your entire family, that won't be something that they will have to think twice. They'll make that a reality because that's something that they have to do to survive. It's not a concept of good or bad. It's a concept of survival or death. And when it comes to dying, I think you're justified to do whatever it takes to get out of that from being killed. I think that's a natural instinct that we all have to preserve. We don't even have to preserve it. I think it just naturally is there. I don't think it's anything we have to actually look into ourselves to try to find. But that's what you would think. Because I've seen plenty of videos of people who are being murdered or being... Uh, or about to be murdered and they're not fighting. They've given up. See, it's nice to look at a movie and say, oh my God, yeah, if I were in a turmoil situation, I'm gonna fight through it like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger or Sylvester Stallone, like Rambo or, you know, but no, but that's, that's why those films are so fantastic because it's not within us. It's not part of our design to become a person who can survive battle situations unless you've been taught that and it's a very small percentage of people that have that power have that brain that can survive a turmoil turmoil situation one of chaos and one of one of absolute fucking dread and i think it's because of teaching some people instinctively have it and i don't even think it's that they have it. it's just that they get lucky and they find what is they have to do to move on you see there's a certain set mind and a certain skill set you have to record that you have to establish in life and that's the one of survival the one of being confrontated with something that doesn't benefit you and either dealing with it or working around it using it for yourself or throwing it away the point is always to use and utilize what's beneficial to one's success but we've lost the focus on that and we're so focused on uh, on outside stimulants and that's where porn comes in porn is an absolutely terrible thing because when you consider what porn is pornography is a distraction it's an ultimate distraction because it's a substitute for love and for a relationship because sex and love they go together they have to okay eventually you'll find somebody you love and you're gonna have to have sex with them you always want to make love to somebody that you care about and that's just a fact. Now the problem is, can you determine the difference between sexual or actual uh, love? You got the arrows love and you've got the love that goes for a mate and you got the love that goes for a parent, a love for a friend or a family. Okay, but when you have a mate that you're attracted to, it's usually attraction first and then it becomes sexual. We confuse sexuality with love because we feel we can't live without that person, but it's because they fit a sexual mental switch that makes orgasms so much more potent. See, that's what's great about sex is that you can make your mind have your your body have a, have a higher degree of intensity with your orgasm if you put your mindset to something that you are attracted to. That's what attraction is about. 
That's why we're constantly trying to one-up the last. And that's why pornography is so dangerous because it's a constant, infinite number of options. It looks that way, but it's not really. But it's an infinite number of scenes and volume of sexual activity. Remember, there's 7 billion people on Earth. Pornography has been made since, what, since the beginning of time, probably. But, but technically, since the 60s and 70s, we can have actual videotapes. Okay, but nobody's wa really watching. The majority are watching whatever's on the Internet, and all that stuff is new and recent. And within the last 10 years alone, I think we've supplied enough pornography than they ever did 50 years before that. As a matter of fact, in the last five years, I think that there's been enough porn produced to, 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 to give eight hours to every human on earth, probably something like that. But there's there's an infinite upload. And I think most of the traffic, and not because I know this technically, I don't know, I am not a professor. I didn't do any logistics on the, the frequency of the information that's being crossed over on the internet. And I don't know if I could trust whoever says that they know the real numbers. I'm sure there is a real number, but I'm sure that's being kept secret by somebody because I don't trust anybody revealing any truth anymore. I think we've all been in a situation where right now the truth is allowing itself to be apparent. And the truth is very important because the truth will set everyone free. And I think that we're coming into a time now where we're finally becoming free. The confines of, of, of lies, of bullshit, I think it's had its day, it's had its toll. And now we're no longer uh, becoming enslaved by it as we did back in the days. You know, the, I don't know if it's the internet. I don't know if it's just because the oversaturation of people on earth are finally exposing the reality and it's spilling into the internet. Uh, but whatever it is, and I'm pretty sure the internet has a big part of it. Uh, thank God for the internet. Uh, if it was created by those to enslave us, uh, they, they obviously judged very incorrectly. And now they're seeing that uh, uh, the truth is finally uh, revealing itself to many people, many more people than before. There's always been a, a large section of the pub, a public that's always been aware, very aware of what's going on. But now it's, it's, it's because of the internet, it's the frequency of numbers is growing exponentially I believe and a lot of people are telling other people who are telling other people and I think that's why uh, the government wants to keep us as far away as humanly possible from each other uh, if you have less human communication uh, then you can have less influence you see there's only so much you could do on YouTube and on the internet that's already being controlled uh, real information is being suppressed. I mean, the very people who want to control us are the very people who I believe own all the the airwaves. It's all one big giant a prison. Like Earth is now becoming one giant prison. And I don't want to feed into stereotypes because everybody thinks, oh, here we go. Oh, here we go with the conspiracies and everything. But honestly, look at what's going on in the world. Is the world getting better or worse? You got to think, you got to ask yourself, things are getting fundamentally worse after the 60s in the 60s the 60s was a radical time in america but that's where it all started and you could say whatever i want well you know uh before the 60s everything was terrible for 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 certain races and racial this racial that racial this racial that but the fact is that back then 
we didn't belong to another country. America was a was a hotbed of, uh, of of disaster for many, and a wonderful paradise for many others. Uh, but the majority, for the majority, America was wonderful. Exclude all the all the Asians and the blacks and the Latins and the Mexicans. Exclude all them. For the majority of people in America, before the sixties, were happy and content because th- there was success, there was money flowing. There was productivity, there was work, there was a purpose, there was a moral uh, a strength to the people. Pornography didn't exist, okay? Uh, there wasn't a radical uh, anti-establishment that was creating conflict with everyone. Everybody felt there was a place because everything was slow. America was America, it wasn't a global, let's all come together and become one. No, no it wasn't, it was. It was true freedom, and we started losing that freedom in the 60s. And whatever reasons you want to believe are those reasons, fine, go ahead. I personally believe politics, bankers, people in power decided, listen, we can jump in here, and we can take over the entire world. And they had an agenda, a plan, they all came together and formulated a structure, a basic plan, a premise on how to dominate the planet, how to control everything. And yeah, it took 60 years. It'll take 70 for completion, maybe 80. But if you can't see that the world is being sucked dry while one region of the world is growing ever so abundant, that it's, it's, it's catapulting the rest of the planet into darkness. If you can't see just by the statistical numbers the GDPs of every country, study the crime rates in every country. Well, certain countries won't allow because they, they have false information or they have no information. Like you try to get statistical facts from China and you're going to get a whole bunch of bullshit, a bunch of lies, or a bunch of nothings, false information. Because China is really the country that is extremely secretive on their on their history because remember it is a communist country and by the way when i say communist this is not something that is a, a conspiracy they are an actual government that works in a communist uh regime in a communist uh, structure so you know america has a different structure it's uh, it's uh you know it's a constitution it's liberty it's democracy, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's freedom, freedom to choose and, and pick as you want and have influence over others. But in a communist society like in China, uh, the government decides to suppress information. The, the government basically just becomes, the country becomes just basically a, a business, a business run. And, and the communist country is like an HR that is constantly telling you you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this, you can't do that. And it's always constantly telling you politically correctly that you can't do this and always suppressing you and controlling you, right? That's what a communist country would be, would be the HR department. It's constantly on your fucking ass for everything, every little single nonsense. You know, you make a joke, oh, that's inappropriate. Uh, you, you say something that uh, is offensive, but it's really not. So. 
that's what the communist country is one that suppresses free thought and uh, and free and you know free opinion because china doesn't want anybody to give any opinions or, or release any facts on their achievements or or setbacks because a communist country has to be very 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 secret okay yeah yeah they can't let people influence a tirade against the government because they don't want anybody to go against the government power so they don't even give people the opportunity to even have the option so you got no free will to speak now in a government like in america problem with democracy is you can easily be corrupted it can easily be corrupted from the inside. You got people from the inside that come in, pay off the right people. Next thing you know, money is running everything. And if money is the one decides what's going on, then what if the very people who have the money aren't what's best for America? What's that? Well, how about that? Like all the studios selling themselves to an outside company. Now China owns most of Hollywood. Now I don't know that for a fact. I don't have any documentation. I don't have the financial records. I don't see what's going on behind closed doors. But this is not something that's being hidden. It's not some conspiracy. China's buying up everything. I mean they're buying regions of the world. They're buying entire countries. Just like America did. You know where they basically ran the planet well now china's gonna run the planet and that's what it looks like that's where it's headed but i don't think this country would allow it to happen i think that we're just letting them you know lengthen that noose around their neck because i don't think america's is gonna say and by the way when i say america i mean the powers that be because it's not like all the powers that be are just gonna pick up and say all right let's go to china now live the rest of our lives i don't think it benefits anybody okay to, for China to become so powerful. I really don't. And I don't think it benefited the entire planet from America to be the richest country, even though I'm American, I love America. And I think that after World War II, we should have taken over the entire planet. That's my personal opinion. Just like Rome, Rome ruled the entire planet. I think we should have taken the entire planet. I really do. Uh, so that's why I can't, I can't, I can't be hypocrite and not understand or, or condemn China for doing what they're doing. Because remember, China's a group of people. They're smartest. They're brightest. They have to because the government's always going to look at the brightest and smartest. That's the thing about China. They give everybody the option. And they send out scouts to look for people to find the best. And that's why they, they excel because they're always looking for the best for better because they have to represent. I guarantee you China has killed per capita more people than any other country. Maybe Stalin killed more people. Okay, I mean, these people, I guarantee you they use genetics over there to determine who lives and dies. I guarantee you in China they have large sections of, of, uh, of villages everywhere. They have large sections of... of uh, what would I call inspectors, genetic inspectors, who go around checking genetics of children to see who are mongoloids and, and who are slow or who are dumb or who have infertility issues. And I guarantee you they're using genetics to just wipe and eradicate people out. That's probably why China has such a large number of population. Because they said, all right, listen, let's do this. Let's populate the world with as many people as humanly possible. Okay? Because we know that about 30% of population are just worthless 
Okay, and then the other 66, like 40 of them are awesome. 20 percent of them are are just they'll do whatever they're told. So they said, all right. So if we're gonna get rid of 30 uh, 30 percent of our population, we're gonna wipe them out because they're idiots or stupid, or because maybe they're bold. Whatever, whatever it is, the genetic perfection, genetic makeup that China has. They said we have to have a large population because we're gonna eradicate a ton of them. Think about it. That just makes sense, right? Now China is for every country is for self-preservation. China is doing what every country would do if they could, but not every country is because they didn't see or have the the structure that China did when they decided to somehow finagle America into sending all the jobs to their country from America and all the money to America. I don't know how we allowed this as Americans to take place. I can't believe. And you know what it is? It's transparency. The media, okay, the media was bought out by the very people who are enslaving us so they can suppress us from being right there, privy to the what's going on of how they're raping us on a constant basis. And it's been going on for 60 years. The moment laws were passed that said we're going to send a large portion of our jobs to China. The moment that they said they were going to take funding from American taxpayers and send them overseas, which we're doing now in massive quantities. I mean, we're talking about billions and billions, hundreds of billions, probably, it's probably trillions by now. And we're not getting upset. We're not doing anything about it. So you ask yourself, why? Why is this happening? Well, a few reasons. First, a diet. Terrible diets. Poison mind. A poison mind. A poison body. Can't make wise decisions. Okay? Another thing. Destroy the family structure. Okay? Take away the father from the home. Uh, take away incentive. Take away programs. Listen, we had, a, we had a method. By now, we have a method. We should have a method. We, but we do have a method of the world succeeding. There is a blueprint for success. And America knows it because it had success for so many years. Now, how did we lose our way? Was it by mistake or by design? It wasn't by mistake. It wasn't some coincidence. This was planned. This was by design. Somebody created this reality to destroy any possibility, any chance of success. This was planned. Nobody can tell me that this wasn't planned. Because this is too meticulously complete opposite of what success is. I mean, I can use my common sense to dictate what we should and should never ever do. And we allow these things to take place. We allow these things to fall apart. Knowing damn well that our actions would create absolute chaos. For instance, killing Muammar Gaddafi. Do you realize that killing that one man who kept that region of the Middle East in control was the reason why now Europe is flooded with these absolute monsters that came in from these Middle Eastern countries which by the way were being suppressed because they were animals we want to feel bad for people because they were poor and being suppressed but guess what there was a reason why Syria and all these countries were divided 
because one half was complete animals and the other half was productive. Now, whether or not it was because they were given their riches by, you know, their, fire, their parents, it makes no difference. It was a class war. It was those who have class, those who have none. Because poor people have no class because they got nothing. When you have no money, you can't buy class. You see, no money, no class. Bob Marley had no women, no cry. Well, with, with people, it's no money, no class. Okay? You want class, you got to buy it. Now, you can, you can be a classy person. But class means that you're in a class where it's above everyone else. You see, there's class and then there's everyone else. Class is people who live in a certain world. And that's a world that most people never ever get to experience. But in a place like America, you can't experience it because you can make that a reality. This is a country that if, if there's a country in the world where you can become successful, this is it. There's a very few countries in the world where you can be really, really successful. And I mean really big. Now, of course, politicians are taking that away. It used to be a lot easier. Now it's really, really difficult. Now you can find ways with the internet, of course, and through self-promotion and publication. You can, it's a lot easier for globally things to get rich. But for America, I'm talking about America, the country itself, this whole global mindset, it's not benefiting. This country is not benefiting anybody. Because you got to remember that it's about resources. And if you got another country soaking up your resources like a vampire soaking up your blood, then you're just going to leave something dead. Because if you suck something and you don't replenish, it eventually dies. Now, I've seen the numbers, the statistical numbers, the GDP of every country, at least the top five. In the last 50 years, look at that. Look at all the information. Maybe not the last 50. I think maybe they don't have the last 50 years available because most countries didn't even have a GDP. But there's China's sucking the life out of the planet. China. These are people that you never see. You you got to be very careful of the people who never you never see emotional and make a scene because they're the ones who are planning how to stab you in your back. And if you look at all the fields, if you look at all the groups, religious or otherwise, or, or from, from our country, that are very secretive and keep to the, to the silence, these are countries usually that, or groups that make the most impact. Like Chinese people, you never see Chinese people in America rising up and creating conflict. You never see a Chinese person creating conflict in the street only unless it's with another Chinese person in private. But out in public, you don't see Chinese people creating conflict because they know, they know that, that it, it's not about, you can't physically force someone. You have to do it with economics. You have to do it behind their back. So you go to somebody, if you, if you try to kill somebody face to face, a lot of times, the person will either run away or beat the hell out of you or defend themselves. So the most effective way to kill somebody is without them knowing or being aware of it. By poisoning them or one quick death from behind. That's the most effective way. Most effective way to kill somebody is to do it incognito without them knowing it. Because if you give somebody a chance to be aware that they're going to die, 
they might fight back. And then you give them an outcome that has, that has gone from a zero chance to a, a, a high chance, depending on the, f- the scenario. So we f- somehow, as human beings, find it. We find it so, so hard to believe that there are forces out there that are working against us to destroy us. And ultimately, our destruction is their gain. But there are people that just want to destroy everything. But you can understand that in every game, there's a winner and a loser. And right now, the war is taking place between America and China. It's an economic war. In money, economic, GDP, that's the lifeblood of a country. Because that means what the country is producing. And when America's producing very little in comparison to what it used to. Manufacturing jobs are nowhere near what they used to be. You go to China, you can have any job you want. Work over there is astronomical. There's factories everywhere in China. China's one. They've taken certain certain cities and made them just into into warehouses for for producing goods. You go to Beijing. Beijing is not a place to live. It's a place to work. It's a place where you can make money and produce produce products. That's what that's trying. China's becoming one big giant machine producing. Now we used to be that. But we were that in a time where we weren't producing that much in comparison to now. Because the population back before the 60s was, was much smaller. People weren't buying things like they were now. So what we were producing in quantity back in the 50s to the 40s after World War II was tiny in fraction. Now, of course, we, produ- we were producing, you know, we were making up the country. So we, you know, we were the, it was the equivalent of building one whole country. So the money and the, and the productivity was awesome because we literally rebuilt America after World War II. You know, all the subway lines that we had to use the metal to ship for shells to, to, or for artery or, for, or to make tanks or to make planes. All this stuff we got back was like an investment. But look at us now. How the hell? How the hell? But it is it after World War II? We became the richest and most powerful of the 1960s. That's when everything started falling apart. What the hell? How was it that in 60 years? And then nobody could stop it. And nobody did. And it just kept rolling. It's a, the catastrophe of America. is a snowball effect that could have been stopped. It should have never, ever gotten to this point. It should have never. Taking American jobs. Losing American jobs. How the hell did we allow this to happen? And a large portion of it is the media. I'm telling you, the media is really, it's really evil because it's all about influence. Have you ever been in a job or in a school or you've been in a, in a social setting where there's somebody who comes up to you and talks bad about somebody else behind their back and that person influences you without consciously or unconsciously of how you see that person because now you are seeing a reality that might or might not be true so what people tell you has a big impact on your personal views on whatever subject they might be now if it's the news and every channel saying the same thing then you're gonna believe it you're not gonna question it why would you question every channel telling you the same thing 
Why would you question it? It's the news, right? I mean, why would they lie? Why wouldn't they lie? Why would they not? That's what power is. Power is deception. It's telling you something that isn't so, so that you can go along with it. Because if you tell you the truth, you'll never go for it. You'll never stand for it. If the globalist, or whatever it is you want to call them, the elite, told you, listen, in the 60s, what we're going to do is that we're going to start literally, little by little, taking all the money out of America and sending it elsewhere so that all the jobs go somewhere else, so that the corporations become super rich by spending less and making you poor. Okay, now, are you guys okay with that? America would never stand for it. But what they do is that they do little increments like a, like an anaconda, slowly putting its grip around your body. And with every exhale, you lose a little bit more ability to inhale. And then eventually you're dead. And we're all standing for it. Because we're all on pharmaceutical drugs. All our kids were being given Adderall and, 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 and being told by doctors. Okay, that's another thing. We put our trust to the doctors. You know how many kids are on Adderall? Their brain's affected forever. They can't make wise choices. They can't make wise decisions. How can you make a wise decision when you're when you're on drugs? People on drugs are the prime example for what you should never become because you can't make a wise decision on drugs. You know how many idiotic decisions have been made by people who are on drugs? Do you understand that if the world were on drugs, on methamphetamine, on Adderall, we would have probably blown ourselves up? For instance, if after the World War II, Everybody on earth would have been given Adderall. We, we'd all be dead. We'd be living like cavemen now. We'd all be living in, in blown out cities. There'd be nuclear bombs everywhere. You understand? So this is a drug that's being given to people on the hopes of making rational decisions for the lives of them and the lives of others. But they're, being on, they're, they're on meth. Think about that. Think about that. And if they're, if they're not on meth, which is supposed to speed up your mind, what are they on? They're on something that brings them way down, which is some narcotic opioid that basically is like a punch from a spirit. It's like being hit by some ghost, which just numbs you and knocks you out. This is the reality that we're living in, a reality that involves people setting moods according to what some pharmaceutical can give you, which is basically slavery. If I, if I have to make you happy or sad by a drug that I produce that you cannot produce on your own, then guess what? I own you now. How is it any different giving these kids these medications that they become addicted to, which are highly addictive, than some cracking in the street that's giving blowjobs for $5? Yes, that was a real reality. There was a time where there were people giving oral sex for $5 to buy crack because $5, that's what it cost. Now, I don't know if you've ever lived in a time where $5 was a lot of money, but I have not. $5 was never a lot of money. Even when I was given $5 and I could buy two slices and two pizzas back in the 80s, that was still not a lot of money. $5 was nothing. So for the 80s to offer somebody oral sex, which is one of the most intimate things, for $5, it was not only a bargain, but it was an eye-opener to the realization, oh my God, this person is not a human. This person is a robot slave. These people are on drugs. They're slaves to a system. Not a slave to circumstance. They're a slave to a system. 
because pharmaceutical drugs are not something that falls off a tree. It's not like an apple. It's something that has to go through a highly concentrated process. And that highly concentrated process, then, which is magic, which is witchcraft. Like people talk about witchcraft and Merlin and all the times of old where you can make and conjure up spells. Well, what do you think medication is? Medication are spells. It's a modern wizardry. Merlin would be amazed at what he could do with, with, with Viagra, just Viagra alone. Imagine if Merlin was in our times. I don't think Merlin ever had a potion or some sort of magical cantation that can give you a rock hard, a rock, I mean an absolutely rock hard erection at the age of 80, 89, 90. Okay. I don't think he had that. The kind of magic that we could produce in our times would have made Merlin lose his fucking mind. I mean, think about opioids. The convenience of a pill. With heroin, you gotta go through a process. You gotta, you gotta melt it. You gotta put a needle, shoot it in. No, no, we're gonna find a way to make it easier. A pill. How convenient. It's an opioid made into a pill. It's absolutely terrible. They're both, they're both two completely different things. Opioids are supposed to be used in a non-concentrated form. You take some poppy seeds, you take the, the goo that comes off of it, you put some in your, under your tongue or under your nose or in your eyeball, whatever, you put it into an orifice. You should, maybe you rub it on your finger and then you shove it up your ass. Whatever it is that you have to do, but you, once you get that opioid, wax into your body it creates euphoria and pure joy well guess what somebody one time said you know what we gotta market this yeah we gotta make money off of this yeah but this is free i don't get it we can't we can't don't worry we're gonna create an army and we're gonna suppress the people so that we can actually put a stronghold on this opioid on this amazing drug and that way we only have it and if we only have it that means we have complete power it's like gold gold is something that should be for everybody it shouldn't be held as a commodity gold is something that is in the earth just like dirt but you see gold they say is rare but it's really not that rare if you look at all the quantity that's on earth finding it is rare that's what it is because it's deeply embedded in stone it's deeply embedded it's like it's not like uh it's not like sand the sand is everywhere you know sand is the dust and the debris of the explosion of the making of this planet so that's why it's, there's a lot of it there's a lot of debris that's what sand is because if you look at sand underneath the microscope every sand particle it's like another universe in itself it's i've never seen such a collection of amazing little mini universes in a sand particle i mean just look at a sand particle under a microscope it's absolutely and you, you look at it from a distance it just all looks the same little white brown specks but when you look at things closer the closer observation you see you see the cracks or you see the brilliance or you see the detail and that's what we have to do you know we have to stop and focus on the brilliance of the truth because the truth is the only thing that's going to set you free. The truth really does set you free. You know, you build anything on lies, it's going to fail eventually. It's going to fall apart. That's what's happening with this country. I think a lot of it is just that, you know, people are realizing the lies are too constant. This country was built on truth. Uh, remember when they built 
this country. They built it because they had to build it. They stole it at first, but the groups that stole this country were very different than the ones that made this country. Because you have to understand that this country was made with blood, by the blood of another. Okay, it wasn't like Germany. Germany was, German people are the greatest, and I'm talking about the original Germans, the pure Germans, not the Germans that came from, from, from the Jews. I'm talking about the real Germans that are the people that left Rome when Rome went to hell and they saw that it was falling apart and, they, and the collective and a group of Romans said, you know what, this is terrible. Let's, let's all migrate somewhere, start anew. Let's go to a land where nobody's there, a, a land where it's, where we can start new. I don't know, listen, I don't know if those German, the Germanic people that f from Rome, I don't know if they, when they went to Germany, they killed or invaded. I don't know if that's a fact. I don't know if that's a, a known history or if, if, I don't know. All I know is that the real German people, they started a different civilization than, for instance, the Americans. They were the first Americans were Native Americans and they were wiped out by another clan, the European clan. So I don't know if the Germans that are from Rome, if they went into Germany, I mean, what we know as Germany now, back then it was some other land and they killed off a whole bunch of people. I don't know. Or if Africa was the same thing in Africa, you know, people have been living there since the beginning of time. But I don't know if they've been living there forever because remember, African tribes would battle each other that it always happens there's always there's always a constant struggle for more power but i don't know if the africans that we know of now if those africans if they came from another part and they migrated from another land we don't know it's easy to say that the africans are are, are the origin of man but they said that about asia at one time because they found a fossil, or was it Asia, or Australia, I don't know. But every time we find an old bone, the oldest bone that we find, we relate that as the origin of man. But we don't know the oldest bone. Maybe life began in Africa. Maybe it began in Greenland. Maybe maybe humanity spawned from the, the rivers of, of, of Hawaii or something. I don't know. I don't know where. Maybe we're all from from the highest point on earth. Look at the highest point on earth and maybe we're from there. I don't know. But the point is that wherever we spawn from, whether it's from the sea, from some weird fish, or maybe we evolved from alien colonies, whatever it is, okay? This history has gone through a radical change, the American history, in a very short amount of time. You have to understand that the Native Americans were here and they were dominant here till 1500. It was 1492 that Columbus came to America. That means only 500 years ago. This was all Native Americans. This was all Native Americans. There weren't any buildings here. They were just tribes. Of course, you know, you have in Mexico those, uh, those, um, those pyramids, which I don't know if we have any pyramids in America. We probably have pyramids in America, but they're... They've been covered up or, or, or they've had debris blown on top of it. They're hiding in plain view. And uh, and they're, they're doing constant research. Because America, remember, listen, the American military has always been strong. Has been the predominant power. The military in every country is the one that dictates what goes on. And the government 
needs a military because the government is what starts the planning of any civilization. And every planning of civilization needs backup because you're going to have people who are going to be against what you're saying. So you need a military to make sure that you make people do what you're told. Okay, and I'm going to tell you what you got to do. So I need a military. So every country starts with a military. Every country. And Mexico had their military. Nobody's going to tell me that, it, that the Native Americans didn't have tribes. They had tribes. They had military guys. And they had regular farmers. And they had, they had a civilization just like anybody. They had a corrupt civilization. They had a... Uh, they had corrupt people. There were people just like anybody, okay? And wherever there's people, there's people who want to corrupt other people. That's just nature. That's just the way things work. There are people who can go your way or they have to go my way. There are submissive people and then there are people who want to control. You know, Sado and masochist, two different things. You know, Sado and submissive, Sado masochist, submissive, two very different things. You have to understand the difference. There are people who willfully will take abuse. But then what happens is that when the, the balance tips too much on one way, then the people who don't like abuse start waiting to say, wait a minute, hold on. What's going on? Now, now we're going to live by the submissive? No, 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 no. No, no, no. We have to, we have to be a sadist you know, to try to get it balanced back. You have to push back. If you're being pushed, you got to push back. But there are people you push and they stay pushed. They're like, okay. So you got to understand that submission is never, ever the right choice when it comes to, to the minority. You can't submit to the minority because the minority never should dictate what's right for the majority. That's why we have elections, because we want the entire majority to dictate who we all think should be the one in position. But what happens if you constantly cheat and you fake elections? Then who's really in power? Not the person we want, not the person we think. And corruption, you know, we're talking about corruption now, like it's something new. Corruption isn't new. Lies, witchcraft faking things, misrepresentation, holding back information, it's all lies. It's all lies. Withholding the truth is a lie. Giving you a portion of the truth is a lie. Giving you a version of the truth is a lie. Anything other than the blunt, detailed truth is a lie. If there's a hundred steps to a truth and you give me 99, it's still a lie. You see, because the truth is 100% clear. 100% clear. It's 100% proof. That's why truth is absolutely the most important thing in the world. The truth is 100% clear, like a window. When you look out right through a window, you can see everything clearly. That's what's important, being able to see things clearly. Nobody wants a window you can't see out of. What's the point of the window? It's a wall. The truth is a window. It's even better than a window. It has no barriers. It has to be seen clearly and touched. It can't have anything fake. It's there. It's pure. Like gold. Like silver. It's pure. It's there. You can't fake it. You have it on scale. You can tell. 
It's even better than gold and pure because it's, it's more proof. You can fake gold and, 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 and silver. But truth is pure. The truth now be great. Now the word, see the thing is, the thing terrible thing about truth is that if you don't have evidence that truth can be one person's truth and everybody else's lie, because that's a problem. If you have an issue where people don't believe in you and your credibility has been flawed, that doesn't mean you're a liar. Just because, just because you look like you're honest, doesn't mean you're honest. Plenty of people look honest. Anybody could look honest. Okay, Charles Manson. If you put on a suit on it, gave him a nice haircut, gave him a shave, and made him smile into the camera with a nice pair of sunglasses, you'd think this guy, you'd, you'd never think he was crazy. Of course, you need to you know, put on some glasses because he, he had the, not the crazy eyes, but he, he had very woken eyes. There's a certain look that a person has, a very aware look that's scary to many people who are... Uh, Aren't aware. Well, he was aware. He was very aware. He was very awake. Meaning he was beyond the point of fear of death. There's a point where when a person no longer fears death, he has a look. It's a thousand mile stare. It's that look where you no longer are thinking what the other person thinks about you. There's a look a person has where it identifies that he no longer sees your bullshit. That he no longer has faith or reality or in reality. He has no faith in what he doesn't see or touch himself. There are people out there that you can easily convince anything to with just your appearance. There are a lot of people and those people are very easy to predict. You can see it all in their eyes. They're very aloof. Their eyes are fluttery because they don't have the 1,000 mile stare. They don't have that part of their brain that is not afraid of death. People who are weak are afraid of death and those are the people that you can easily manipulate into bullshit, into lies. And most people are afraid of death because they're not aware that it's a transition into another realm. So their reality, their thinking is, oh my God, we're all gonna die and this is gonna end. I've gotta do everything possible to make life great. So I'm gonna avoid looking at the harshness of life and I'm gonna ignore the obvious because it's too painful, I can't deal with it. And so these are the people that constantly are bombarded with bullshit in their lives until they finally, constantly they've been used and abused so many times that they finally say, alright, I can't have, I had enough. And they break. That's not good. See, that's, that's not the aware eye. That's the crazy eye. When you break from constantly being screwed over, that's not, that's not being aware. That's being, that's being scary because those are the people that snap and they lose their mind. Don't ever confuse the eyes of the aware with the eyes of those who are going to lose their minds any second now because there are people who are aware because they can find information in, in, in just a 
by putting people to the test. But there are people who learn about life the hard way from constantly being a, a, a crash test dummy in experiences. And what happens is that when you're a crash test dummy, as opposed to being a student and sitting there and looking at things and information as an observer, not as a crash test dummy, okay, because you can be an observer and learn about life, but there are people that they prefer to be a crash test dummy and put themselves and subject themselves to, to some irreparable damage. Like, for instance, women that go out there, instead of knowing a man, or men that go out there and meet a woman, and instead of knowing that woman, if you look for a mate and you're basing it on looks, that's great, because you're looking at what you want to breed in your future. That's what we look for. You know, ultimately, women look at a man and say, wow, what I want to breed with that. That's why women want men with hair, because they, you know, are, are, are it's, it's, it's embedded in us genetically. You're looking for health, and baldness is not health. Being bald is a derivative of of, of uh, inferior genetics. People who are bald, or people who go bald, uh, it's it's an inferiority genetic in us. We're not supposed to go bald. Okay, and not everybody goes bald. A large portion of the population, large, and I mean the majority of people in the world, have hair. Into their, into their old age. But what happens is that sickness and bacteria and disease and genetic deformities, all those, they, they detriment the genetics. And somebody who is pure, for instance, who doesn't have any history of syphilis or gonorrhea, because remember, you can, you, can, you can cure the symptoms of many diseases like gonorrhea or hemorrhoids, not hemorrhoids, uh, What's that called? Hepatitis? Not hepatitis. Uh, I just said it right now. Uh, but uh, syphilis and gonorrhea, these are things that they can give you a shot for. That's supposed to alleviate the symptoms, but th these things never leave your body. So when you reproduce, it's still in your genes. This defect, this bacteria, this deep, very powerful, potent bacteria. And what happens is that, you know, it attacks the child. And it doesn't manifest itself until you're older because it takes away your hair, because it takes away certain health, uh, certain biological markers in your body. Listen, I'm not a scientist, so I can't, sp I can't use the specific, uh, the specific medical jargon, uh, whatever it is, the protein cell that does this, whatever it is, I don't know the names, but in general, diseases, bacteria, which are all usually sexually related, uh, they deteriorate the body and they cause harm. And and for some people, harm could be, you know, uh, lack of ability to, to build real muscle. Or for some people, it's, they're halfway blind, they have terrible eyesight. For some people, it's baldness. For some people, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's poor future liver health. You know, all these things that people develop in their old age, it's from old old diseases that our parents carried, or old bacterias, or, or, or foods that we consume, because that's what we do. Whatever we do, put in our body, it becomes filtered. And everything we put into our body can either help us or hinder us. And these diseases that they say, oh, well, no, no, you got to reanimate and you can cure gonorrhea, it's not a problem, just one injection. Yeah, but you don't really cure it. 
you suppress it because germs in your body are like people are like human beings right it's like the, it's it, you take a region of the world let's say uh let's say rome and in rome 99 percent were roman right okay if one percent are let's say jewish let's say that in rome 99 percent are rome one percent are jewish well that one percent let's say that they're gonorrhea they're under control now the 90 percent of the romans which is health and blood and, and, and vitality and strength and nutrients it's all the good stuff but that one percent which is a jew they're 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 gonorrhea now until that gonorrhea becomes large enough to create conflict with that 99 percent they're under control you see well that's how the body is the gonorrhea is there it's under control it's just not creating any havoc now what happens if in that same room let's say that some law is passed where the jews which in this case would be a metaphor for gonorrhea they create a law that romans now no longer can vote only the jews can now the jews which are one percent and the romans are 99 now they have more power than the other 99 well the passing of the law is the same equivalent as your body becoming sick uh or not giving it the nutrients they need the same way those Roman were lied to by the gonorrhea or, or in this case the Jews they were able to be fooled into passing a law that would give their power to someone else was the same thing with the body when you consume things that are really unhealthy for you uh, you basically give your power away to fate as opposed to taking your health into your own hands and building an everlasting temple of power, of strength. You know, refraining from masturbating, uh, refraining from eating garbage. We all know what garbage is. Refraining from, from keeping yourself from negative uh, information. Uh, refraining yourself from, from watching garbage instead of learning something. Contribute your life into learning something as opposed to being told something well that's what happens so that that variation of that disease inside of you can destroy you and, and until you realize that fact until you inform yourself that it's up to you just like what you put in your body the same thing is with who you put into your body and who you put yourself into that has a big big impact on the world but if you're just living an, an aloof life and you're not thinking about the, the, the repercussions of your actions, will you get a chance, going back to my point where you meet somebody and you get to know them and it's a process of five, six, seven, ten years because the greatest relationships in the world are the ones where the people are raised together. The best relationships are the ones where you both went to the same kindergarten the same middle school you went to the same high school where everybody knows each other the best communities are small communities where everybody knows each other oh but just small communities and one big giant city cities can fuck themselves okay 
We should never have cities. Cities are fucking terrible. We should all be spread out in little towns. And these little towns all have their own school. Okay, and we could do, you know, we a pride of this town. And we all work together. Yeah, sometimes some towns are going to be better than others. Some towns are going to be shit. But overall, we're the same city. But we all have independent little communities that we all know each other. And what's great is that these little communities of like, let's say, 10,000 people. Think about it. And it's one school, one supermarket, and it's that community lives in shops and does everything. Everybody knows each other. No outsiders allowed. Okay, meaning we all help each other. We can go anywhere you want. I'm not saying you can't. But if you want to live in this community, you got to be voted in. We got to know you. That's how it should fucking be. Because it should be done as a community. And community means community. It's communal. We all do it together. By the way, communism comes from, from the word community. <clears throat> so, I don't know. I'm not for communism, but maybe it is the best option. I don't think so, but some people do. I don't know enough about it to say that it's that good. Uh, but all I know is that... If you have a great community, I'm not talking about communism anymore. I'm talking about community. All right? So don't, don't think that what I'm about to say now has anything to do with communism. Okay, I'm not for communism strictly because it just I'm not uh, I'm not informed enough. But one thing I'm informed enough is common sense. And living in a in a city where I'm raised with somebody that I've known all my life, you know, because imagine that put yourself in a predicament when you love somebody that you've known since kindergarten, since first grade, and you all the way up to 12th grade right you've known a whole bunch of people not just one person it's like uh it's like a, you know a group of 30 or 40 that you regularly know and 10 that you hang out with but everybody knows each other everybody hangs out at the same spots everybody goes to the same spot uh, everybody eats at the same place real community okay not this isolation where you don't know anybody i want to live in a place where i know everybody when I'm walking on the street, I'm like, hey, I know you, this guy, I know that guy, I know this. That's what I want. That's what I had when I was a kid. Well, we're losing that. We're losing that to a whole bunch of people coming in from outside. See, and that's how we live in our minds. Instead of making choices, we're living these radical mindsets where we're doing a thousand things rather than focusing on one thing at a time. And that's our self-improvement. So if you're not aware of your actions, they have ramifications, and a lot of those ramifications involve kids being produced that are worthless. Do you know how many people are being produced right now by worthless people? Could you imagine the privilege, the greatest privilege on earth, which is producing a child, is now being squandered like it's like it's a happy meal, like it's those little happy meal French fries, where they're just here, they're giving them out, friend, they go here, bye. They're just handing them out like confetti. Sex has the same equivalent to most people now as confetti. And it's all because of pornography. Pornography is one of the worst things on the face of the earth. Nothing is sucking the motivation out of men. Literally shooting the motivation out. They're literally taking their, their power, their juice, and spewing it somewhere else. Literally. Okay, that testosterone, that, that, that's supposed to be used for producing life okay and when you're not producing life when you're not putting your penis inside of a vagina you should be using that energy to get your shit together not masturbating masturbating is for losers you can understand that masturbating the action 
was masturbating? You think Genghis Khan was riding his horse? Hey, listen, I'll see you guys a little bit later. I'm gonna go uh, take a hike somewhere. And he's jerking off out in the fucking forest? No, 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 no. Genghis Khan wanted pussy. He went out, he took it. And I'm not saying you should go out there and rape women. I'm saying that you should go out there and motivate women to wanna fuck you. You gotta motivate these women to wanna fuck you. They're not gonna wanna fuck you unless you're desirable. Do whatever it is possible that you have to do to have these women want you. That's what it is. That's what life is. Life is about becoming desirable. But you know how you become desirable? Your genetics. But what did we do as human, as a human nature? We allowed money to corrupt what is genetically a predisposition in us. That's why we have so much confusion. Because we're not supposed to look at another man or look at a woman and say, Wow, that person has a lot of money. I'm definitely going to breed with them. You got to understand that people who are not supposed to breed, the only reason they're breeding is because of money. Money was a leverage created by people who were losers so that they can have an upper hand over the people who are genetically superior. There is genetic superiority out there. And I don't give a shit what anybody says. There is genetic superiority. And it's not based on race. It's not based on race. Because I've seen plenty of opposing races that were smarter than the other. Okay? I've seen plenty of that shit. I've seen plenty of white people that are dumb as fuck. And black people are absolute geniuses. So it has nothing to do with color. Okay? And by the way, I use that analogy because black people always considered idiots and morons. Okay, and it's because that's all you see in the agenda of the media. You know, see, the, the rap music is the rap music is the, the leading example of what of what making black people look stupid. That's the how-to manual. Like rap music, rap music used to be great. It used to be uh, an expression, an expression of the street. It was a way for you to use poesy and great beats. But then it got molded. Okay, after the Puff Daddy. Situation after it became like global and commercial, they dumbed it down to the point where it's no longer, it's no longer poets spewing uh, rhymes about how, about the life. No, now it just became some commercial bullshit. And now rap is absolutely rap died a long time ago. Rap, I don't know what rap is now. It's some sort of uh, you know social justice agenda bullshit where everybody's dumb as fuck. All the medication, complete idiots. Everybody just hit mumble rap, and, and rap itself is just ridiculous. Listen, I don't even want to talk about rap. Rap is just. A, I stopped listening to rap uh, when uh, Puff Daddy died. I mean, uh, Biggie died. When Biggie died, and Puff Daddy did the whole East South bullshit, I was like, "Fuck this, man! Rap is just taking a terrible turn for the worst." When it became the East Coast, West Coast, I knew it right then and there. When the media got involved, I said, "That's it. It's over." They're going to take this product and they're going to rape it. And it was because it was worth a lot of money. But it was worth a lot more money if you put blacks against each other. So rap, rap is the fucking worst thing. It's the worst culture after they killed Biggie. After they made it big. P. Diddy ruined hip-hop in my eyes. Not that he wouldn't have, or not that anybody else wouldn't have, would have. But he was the, 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 he was the, the, uh, the impetus to, to the whole movement of rap no longer becoming about substance, but becoming about the dollars, about the money. Even that, that song is all about the measurements. It's all about the money. 
It's ridiculous because they were rhyming about money back then, but there wasn't any real money. Hip hop has always been about I got more than you, I got more style than you. But until it became really big, white people and the media said, Nah, we're not gonna focus on them. Then when they started making really big money, then they they made it an East Coast or West Coast thing, and that's what got Biggie murdered. Was the media with their bullshit? With their bullshit, they took a feud between two guys who had a simple feud, okay? And they made it bigger than they had to. So the media is another thing that has to be fucking eliminated or put into check, where you only give out fact, not opinion. I can't believe how the media has gone th- directly from stating facts to giving opinions. If you look at newspaper articles from 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago, you see the different variations in the process of giving information as opposed to now where it's giving you their point of view. Fuck you and your point of view, my friend. Fuck you and how you feel and how you think. Present to me the information and don't give me any bullshit. And you know what? Retracting information and keeping it concealed is a lie. So you'd be amazed with how much information they keep from the public just so that they can influence you. Because it's amazing how many times uh, people are being called out for things that they say that are a lie. But there are certain things that people have to be called out for not stating because they were absolutely necessary and critical for people to know. Absolutely critical and critical, critical, absolutely crucial for them to fucking know. And this information was suppressed. So suppressing information is the same thing as a lie. If you're in a relationship with somebody, right, and you're in a good relationship, right, and that person, you ask them, hey, how many lovers did you have in your life? And they say one, but they've really had sex with a hundred people. But then their justification in their mind is, well, I only loved one, but I fucked 99. Yeah, you admitted, you knew exactly what I was asking. Okay, well, you knew that when I was asking you how many people you made love to, you knew what I wanted to know was how many penises you've had inside of your vagina that weren't mine, how many different ones. Okay, but in your mind, you, you held the information that it was 99 you had sex with. But in your mind, you convinced them to believe it was only one because only one you had made love to. Which, by the way, you probably didn't make love to. It was probably your father. That's why you said you loved them. Okay? So it's all bullshit. You're admitting the facts. And when you admit the facts, you're a fucking liar. You're a lying piece of shit. And if you lie, you're a fucking liar. If you tell the truth, you're telling the truth and you might be a liar. You see? Because there's nobody who tells the truth all the time. And if there is somebody who tells the truth all the time, how the fuck are you going to know? You, I can't verify everything everybody else says. Now, if it's something for self-improvement, I will go out of my way and I'll try to do research. Try to find out if it's true or not. Like vitamins. But I'm not going to live my life continuously in the hopes of making you believe whatever you say. Because I'm too lazy to make the effort. We accept things. Because we feel that it's impossible somebody could lie. But most of the case of the reasons why we don't think they will lie to us is because we're too fucking lazy to find out. We've been lied to since the beginning of time. Why would we believe that it's going to change somehow with politics? Why? Because we think that it's law. It's the amendment. Well, okay, go out and try to prove that these people lied. This isn't, this isn't a... Uh, uh, you know, this, is, this isn't a, a cake we're making where you can taste 
whether or not it's garbage or it's any good. When you make a cake, you know it's good or if you know it's bad. When you cook something, you know if it's good or if it's bad. But with lies, it's not that easy. Lies. Lies, you gotta look back. And if a person looks a certain way, you people tend to believe them. You see, don't you know why politicians, politicians, they, they don't walk around with t-shirts and hoodies on and a pair of sneakers. Don't you think they would be happier working that way? No. Politicians have to present an image of respect so that they make themselves more believable. Why don't they wear robes? Why can't I work in the Senate in a pair of shorts and flip-flops? Why not? Why not? Why? Because nobody would believe you. Nobody would trust you. It's all this image nonsense that we put our faith into. A certain haircut gives you a certain presentation. A certain mustache gives you a certain presentation. Everything, our appearance changes everything. Look at that time Michael Jordan had the Adolf Hitler mustache, right? You know what he was thinking? He was thinking, you know what? People love me so much that I'm gonna convince people to like the Adolf Hitler mustache and I'm gonna make this popular. This is, this is the level of ego that one can build on people liking you so much. This, this, is, this is the kind of damage you can create when you like somebody too much, where they completely lose any grasp of reality. This guy was walking around with a Hitler mustache. Are you insane? He never ever had a mustache, never. And he went from no mustache to a Hitler mustache. You're telling me that he wasn't aware of Adolf Hitler? Of course he was. He probably made a bet, because remember, Michael Jordan was a betting man. So I guarantee you he made a bet with probably Patrick Ewing or one of his, one of his basketball friends. And said, listen, I'll bet you I can make Adolf Hitler mustache popular, because so many people love me. I guarantee you I can make the Adolf Hitler mustache popular. And that's what happened. It wasn't popular, I guarantee you. He lost that bet. He lost it very big. Because nobody was doing that. Nobody's ever gonna rock that ever again. Do you not understand how lucky we are that Adolf Hitler didn't have a full mouth mustache? Because we don't have Hitler mustaches. Because a full mustache would be a war. People would be like, oh my God, that guy has a Hitler mustache. He has a full mustache. Like, do you understand that Magnum P.I. would have had a Hitler mustache? If the actual Adolf Hitler would have had a full mustache, do you, do you understand how thankful? Because that little mustache doesn't make any sense. I don't know anybody who ever used that mustache. I don't. I don't know anybody in history. I've looked at photos of people before Adolf Hitler, trying to find somebody who wore that mustache. Adolf Hitler is the only dude I know that had that mustache. What does that say to you about him? Like what was? Like, he might have been mentally retarded. He might have been... Think about that. Like, if somebody... If we never knew of Adolf Hitler, if somebody showed up with a mustache, like Adolf Hitler, we never saw it before, we'd be like, this guy's fucking retarded. Look at this guy. He's got terrible perception. You got a terrible hand-eye perception. Who, who cut you out? How did this happen? You probably think it's a defective razor. The first time you see him, is like, oh, he fucked up. And then he tried to fix it, and he kept trying to fix it, and look at him now. He's got a fucking a square, brown square on his upper lip. This guy's fucking crazy. You'd be thinking that in your head. Of course, you'd be saying, wow, that looks nice. Yeah, it looks good. Of course, you can't leave it long because it looks like, you know, it goes right into your mouth. You know, 
who the fuck wants to eat with just a, a little long strip of hair right above your mouth cleft. You don't need that shit. It always has to be kept manicured right above the crease of the upper lip. Can't pass the crease of the upper lip because then it just looks fucking retarded. It looks stupid. You know, it looks like looks like a window with only one one curtain. The other side has no curtain, just one side and one curtain. You're like, what the fuck is going on here? Or just a or a window with a curtain right in the middle, and each other each side of the fucking curtain has no window. No, 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 no curtain. Just one right in the middle. Or wearing one sock, walking around with one fucking sock. Eventually, people would ask you, hey, listen, man, you need an extra sock? Listen, I got an extra sock. I'll help you out. I can do this for you, all right? I'll give you an extra sock, you know? Can't walk around like this. One fucking sock and then the other sock. You can have one foot that smells in your shoe. The other one smells perfectly fine. You can't have this. People will give you a sock. Even in the subway, you could be a homeless person. Sees you without a sock. You'd be like, you have one foot without a sock and one foot with a sock. You're going through a tough time, huh? I see you. You need some help. You got homeless people giving you fucking money. Telling you, listen, go buy a sock. Crazy fuck. But that's reality. You got a lot of people out there who are complete morons. Complete morons walking the earth. Making decisions for us. Decisions that impact the entire planet. We got these people. And it's not based on some sort of analysis or test that we gave them. Through a, through a, a sound medical professional we, we, we didn't verify these people will become these people in power and then you gotta verify the people verify the people who are in power it's all it can all be corrupted it can all be corrupted that's why we have to live in small little communities where it's only small groups of people you know 10,000 max and we govern ourselves you know we have one police or two police whatever 10,000 people you know you need a you need a few police. You got, uh, let's say, four schools, 2,500 per student. Well, no, no, 10,000 people. That's not going to be. Yeah, one school, 2,500 students. One police force, or two, two police force, maybe three, you know. So you could be, you need an ambulance, you need a hospital. Basically, you know, it's fucking 10,000 strong community. They got everything there. They got, they got doctors. Everything is taken care of. It's like a small tribe. We call it little towns, but they're, they're like little tribes. Beautiful. Everybody knows each other. Walk down the street, you know, the street. Go buy some lollipops. Hey, Jim, how you doing? Steve, how's it going? Hey, little Bobby, how's it going? Hey, Marianne, how's it going? Hey, Susie, how you doing? You okay? Hey, Keisha, how's it going? Everything all right there? Hey, take one. How you doing, man? How's your son, Keishon? Oh shit, he's good. No kidding. Oh, he can play basketball. Yeah, no shit. No shit, he's good at basketball. He's fucking five years old and he's six foot two. How the fuck is he not gonna be good at basketball? Yeah, no shit, he can dunk. Fucking five-year-old, he could dunk. Jesus Christ, what kind of genetics is that? Yeah, I know. And you're walking on the street, you know, everybody's trying to sell you shit. Because you know everybody. So everybody's like, hey, listen, uh, Willie, I got some, uh, I got a new trout. I just caught in the river. It's fucking beautiful. I'll sell it to you for a dollar. You know, that's the kind of thing you do. You know, when you got a lot of friends, you got extra access. Live in a small community where everybody loves each other, knows each other. You go to town meetings. God, that would be great. You go to town meeting every Friday. You know, maybe Friday or I don't know. Or maybe they have, a, they have a town meeting twice a week or something, you know. Or maybe every day. They should have a town meeting every day. Why not? Fuck it. Why not? School's up to, school's till 2. Town meeting at 2.30. Everybody's free at 3. And that's what we tell everybody what's going on, you know. We introduce ourselves if we're new people that are moving there. If we got a new business. 
we can tell who's got the new business if we want to fucking uh, help them out. You know? If we want to support them. Uh, we have food. It's like a little small community, you know? I don't want to order anything from Amazon. If I want to hammer, I'll get in my car, I'll get in my bike, I'll go walking, go right to, uh, you know, Dolly's uh, hardware shop, you know? Where she sells everything in hardware. She wears a bikini throughout the whole process. It's just a hardware shop and all the women wear bikinis. That's a beautiful idea. Dolly's hardware shop. You know, you can do whatever the hell you want. Everybody knows Dolly. Oh, shit, we're going to go see Dolly with a big fucking fat tits. Yeah, we got we to gotta go buy a hammer. We need a hammer. Where are we going to go? We're gonna go to, what the fuck else are we going to go? We're going to go to Dolly's. You want some coffee? You go to the coffee shop. Everybody knows everybody at the coffee shop. It's a hangout place. Then you go to the weed shop. Everybody hangs out there. Everybody knows each other. You know, all the high school kids, they got their own place where they hang out. Like a high school joint, you know, with filled with a bunch of creepy old men who just like to work there so they can look at creepy kids. Everybody's having fun. You got an arcade, you know, where everybody goes play, you know. Somebody's getting finger banged in the bathroom. You know, all these things, this is all part of life, you know. You know how many people I saw in the arcade on 34th Street in Penn Station when I was a kid being held by the hand, dragged off into the darkness? I guarantee you there were people getting fingered in the ass all over the arcade. I guarantee you there were so many people disappearing from that arcade. I guarantee you, that's probably why they closed it down. They were like, holy shit, there's like 500 people disappearing every month from this location. Where are they congregating? I don't know, but it's right here, right next to this fucking arcade. This arcade, man, a lot of people disappearing here. What was going on? They probably put undercover cops there. Yeah, you know, just stroking, touching kids, playing with their hair. Because it was dark, dude. The arcade was dark. It was like a perfect place to go fucking take care of, uh, of some sick, deprived, uh, uh, sick pedophile need. I couldn't even go without 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 my brothers. I had like, being left alone. I saw kids that were left alone. I was like, oh my god! And by the way, I was only told that because of my brothers. My brother was older than me. And he was like, man, they left that kid alone there. I can't believe. It. And then they see all these creepy old men. My brother and I, we had to grab certain kids, put them to the side. And the guys who gave our quarters, they didn't give a shit. The guys who worked there, you telling me, listen, man, that guy over there. He'd be like, nah, he's okay, he's okay, he's all right. He comes in here all the time. Yeah, maybe that's the problem. Maybe because he comes in here all the time. You know, he never fucking plays video games. He's always uh, touching kids' hairs and shit. Uh, it's fucking sick. Okay, well, you know, we could do without the arcades. Let's leave the arcades out. But we have a small community where everybody knows each other and everybody loves each other. It'd be fucking fantastic. But now I move into a neighborhood. I don't know anybody. I don't know my neighbors. My neighbor could be chopping up some prostitute he just met 20 minutes ago. That's what it is. You can have a fake ID, rent out an apartment with a fake ID, fake social security. Next thing you know, you use it just for hacking up people. You know? You're telling me that, that right now there aren't apartments that people are renting with fake social security cards, fake passport, or fake IDs. All this information that's fake. They use a place just to meet prostitutes, kill them, chop them up. They use it as a central place, a hubbub. For chopping up people, if you're a cannibal, you know you can eat them. Whatever it is that you want, you want to chop them up for for organs. Or maybe, maybe you have an organ. I don't know, organ facility. You know, you're finding people organs, and that's the spot where they meet. The point is, I know that there are apartments all over a big city like New York, Chicago. All these apartments that you don't know what's going on in there. Marijuana grow ops. That's fine. Who cares about marijuana grow? But you know, in a lot of these apartments, people are being murdered. 
people being raped and tortured, being enslaved. You know how many apartments have people as slaves? Back in Manhattan in the 80s, in the 90s, there were tons of apartments. Back when the drug epidemic situation, there were tons of apartments. In the upper area of Manhattan, over 125th by Dykeman and 145th and 159th, there were tons of apartments with women. It was just prostitutes. But they weren't willing prostitutes. These were women that were, that were drugged and brought there by force. And they lived there. And they had security. And they had these steel doors with clamps. Trust me, I know. I know I knew all the places. I knew all the guys who worked in there, who went to frequently visited these places. Disgusting. But these were real people. I never saw it. God damn. You know what it is? I never saw it. I, I, I never saw the one when I was a kid. I, I was offered a place to work in where I was giving out little cards to promote the place. And I didn't take it. And I was such a fool. I didn't see a, one of those brothel whorehouses until I was well into my 30s. And I just went in just to look around. And it was the most depressing thing in the world. Oh my God, it was absolutely disgusting. And they were all on drugs. You could see, you could see their faces. They were just, they were just zombies. Ugh, it's terrible. This is gonna happen with the world again. The current economy and the situation that's in America, we're gonna fall into like a, like a stone age. You know, no modern technology, no running cars. Look at Texas now. Texas, they lost all electricity. They had a snowstorm. You're going to tell me that snowstorm wasn't caused by the Chinese interfering with the weather? You know that they, that's what that's what happened. They can create snow, snowstorms. They created those snowstorms, the Chinese. The Chinese created those snowstorms. I guarantee you. You're going to tell me that Biden comes into, into, into uh, I mean, the worst of the worst? could happen where Biden becomes president you're telling me that, that that's not a sign if it wasn't the Chinese you're not you're not telling me that's not a sign from God Almighty telling us that we're fucked hell freezes over that's that's what they're basically saying hell freezes over Texas with snow is hell freezing over so you know how they say oh well when hell freezes over over my dead body when hell freezes over well guess what hell freezes over you know why Texas it's fucking so because they're coming over. They're coming after your guns. The NRA. That's why they're doing this. That was. That's why God sent that fucking snowstorm to Texas. He's letting you know that they're coming for your guns. And when they remove our guns, once they remove the guns from the from the public, because remember, there's hundreds of guns, millions of guns, hundreds of millions of guns out there, weapons which we need. Which is part of the Second Amendment. But they're trying to put a loophole around there. These fucking cocksucker lawyers. These motherfuckers, I hope. But anyway, so they're trying to they're trying to switch the laws so they can ultimately make it illegal for you to have a gun. Because if they deem you unworthy, which is they can just look at you and say, Alright, I don't want you worthy, and they can just take away your guns. Look what they happened with David Koresh. David Koresh in Waco, Texas. What happened there was uh, it had nothing to do with their religious views. It was because they had a lot of guns. And the mistake that they made was that they made it public the information that they had, which was massive amounts of guns there. And Texas does not like large groups of guns being congregated in any group. Texas, I'm telling you, Texas does not fucking play around, man. They're fucking tough. They like their guns, but they don't like, you know, if they see large groups who can who can cause any uh, disturbance to other police, 
who can challenge them. Oh, man, they don't like that at all. The, pol- the police, the sheriffs, they don't like being challenged by anybody. Because it's, it's all about, you know, swinging your dick. It's a little pissing contest. You know? And sheriffs and, and county people, they say, oh, well, you're going to come into my county and bring all that bullshit? Oh, well, I'll see about that. And they ask for funding from the federal government to go in and basically fucking kill people, innocent people. Because that's what they did over there in Waco. They were trying to invade their fucking space. They had the right to have their guns. So they burned down a building with a whole bunch of kids and a whole bunch of people inside. Innocent people, by the way, because there was tons of people in there. They didn't know who the fuck was shooting and who wasn't. And by the way, they came in and they set fire to the place and said that they set fire to themselves. Yeah, okay. This is the government they were here. And then, and then you're, you're surprised that they put somebody like Biden in power. And there's a lot of people out there who are just fucking stupid who believe that he actually won that election. There's a lot of people who believe that. And they put forth a lot of effort into believing that. I don't know. Is it to make no sense? Makes no sense. You know, I voted for Trump. I did. Apparently my uh, vote meant shit. Because uh, the election was robbed anyway. You expect me to believe that he got... 12, 13 million more votes than last year and that he was beaten by, by Biden by 150,000 votes. Yeah. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. And you're telling me it was that close but he got 12 million. So you're telling me that he got the same 12 million more votes than last year just like Trump? Yeah, fuck you. How about that? If you want me to believe that. And people believe that because they're fucking morons. Large portion of the world. And it's because they're idiots, because they don't choose to look for information. They don't look, to, they, they're, they live blind. They live in a reality that they create. They created a reality, a false reality. But one that fits their narrative, you know, their belief. It's impossible that the government would set us up. No, no, it's not possible. Yeah, it's not possible. Good, okay, you keep fucking believing that, you fucking morons. believing that I took some out Gorilla Glue fucking great and it's ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous what we're living in right now we're living in a reality that's so fucked up and it's all it's all in our hands that's the that's the sad thing that it's all up to us we have the power as a group we have the internet we need an organization we need a group we need somebody to be the uh, the representative for this new America, a free America, a real America. Donald Trump has that, and they're suppressing him. First of all, Twitter. I don't know why anybody would even go to Twitter. Twitter, fuck Twitter. Twitter's shit. Isn't there anybody who has a, a, a an alternative to Twitter? Jack Dorsey. Jack, listen, people talk about Jack Dorsey, right? But Jack Dorsey has absolutely no choice. He's a businessman, so he's doing whatever he can for his business to succeed. If for him to succeed, him being with Trump and ignoring the Democrats, he would have chosen. He's choosing whatever's most profitable. And you got to understand that the corruption in the Democrat government that we have now is so deep that there's no way Trump could have ever reached Jack Dorsey. Even if Jack Dorsey loves Trump, he can never, ever showcase that. 
He's got his hands stuck behind his back. He has to do whatever the people in power ask him to. And the people in power, obviously, right now is, a, is, a, is the Democrats because the corruption, they allowed it to happen. They allowed it to happen. All, what happened with all the information and all the proof that we had? Did anything happen to it? No. Why? Because the government has been corrupted from the inside. They all work together. These are people that were systematically put in very carefully so that one person can have complete power. They're all corrupted. They've all been corrupted. And maybe they're not all corrupted and they, they're aware of it individually, but they're all corrupted by somebody. I think the same hand dictates to all of them individually. Because it's not like they have a meeting where they all sit together and say, all right, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to corrupt this. And you're all going to work with me. You're all going to do it, the absolute illegal procedures that I need you to do. Okay? No, he doesn't do them in a group because he doesn't want witnesses. He'll speak to the person individually, call them into the office. You know, and just like Dracula, you have to do what I tell you to do. And you're going to lie. It is not a lie. It is the truth because I tell you. And just like Dracula, with mystical shit with the hands, he hypnotizes you. But instead of hypnotizing you with some real magic, he hypnotizes you with your paycheck. And the contract that you signed, the non-disclosure, when you got the job. Because before you got the job, you didn't know you were going to have to bullshit. But after you got the job, and the contract says, listen, you got this job. You got to pay it. You got to find this contract. You're going to be paid a lot of money. What are you going to do? Say no. No, I have integrity. No. You want to play ball, you got to do what the fuck you're told. It's like all these uh, supermodels, you know what I'm saying? You can't, be, you can't be shocked if you're a supermodel. And the very people that are paying you millions of dollars, they take you into the back and expect to get their dick sucked by you. Why, why, would you be, why would you be confused? Why would you be shocked? A guy working at McDonald's as the manager, making 60 50 a year, has an employee making the basic, the bare minimum. He expects to get his dick sucked so that that girl can get a better, can get a better time schedule. And he's only making 60000 She's making minimum, bare minimum. So you're telling me a supermodel who's making millions and a guy who's giving them millions, he's not going to expect at least the finger your ass? Come on. So that's what it is. When you become a, a newscaster, not a newscaster, a puppet, you're basically in a contract that says you can't say anything in contrary because we could take everything from you. That's what lawyers do. Lawyers, they set up the stage so that fighting the opposition only kills you, kills yourself. The lawyers, they make it so that if you lash out with a sword in self-defense, somehow the sword stabs yourself in the back. Look at the court proceedings. Court proceedings is so controlled because they want yes and no. They don't want they don't want truth. They don't want the, the, the details. Because the details say everything. I could easily say yes and no to something that has in reality the, the complete opposite. Like for instance, if somebody comes up to me, right, and says to me in the court, he says, Let's say I shoot somebody out of self-defense. I shoot the person. The person doesn't have a weapon, okay? But the person is 300 pounds and I weigh 125 pounds. I'm a woman. And I have a gun. 
and I shoot the man because he was about to rape me. But if in court, I'm only allowed to be asked two questions and I can only say yes or no. And the question is, did you shoot that man in the heart and kill him? Yes. Was that man uh, uh, unarmed? Yes. Case closed. That's it. You're automatically guilty, right? But but that's the thing. They don't want you to say, wait, wait a minute, hold on. I was going to be raped. The guy had his penis out and he was telling me he was going to rape me. Yeah, but we don't have that proof. All we have is proof that, that you shot him in the chest. Yeah, but didn't he have his penis out? Yeah, but maybe you took it out. Do you see what I'm saying? Lawyers will do shit like that. Because it's all convincing you on what you do and don't know. Remember, withholding information is lying. And nothing, no organization, no, no, no event withholds more information when they shouldn't than, than a court proceeding. There's so many shit that's, that's omitted. It's fucking embarrassing. It's fucking embarrassing. So it's all it's all smoke and mirrors. It's all smoke and mirrors. And I feel almost as if like like an adult witnessing child behavior. That's what it looks like. For instance, I when I was a kid I noticed there was a teacher that was very I don't know, there was just something really off about this teacher. Something really off. It was something very strange. And I kept looking at her, and I didn't understand what it was. My brother came to school, and he says, oh, you, you teach her. I didn't know she was a lesbian. I was like, what? She's a lesbian, I didn't know she was a lesbian. I didn't know she liked girls. I thought, I thought you had a male teacher. Because I spoke to her over the phone, I didn't know it was, a, it, was a, it was a lesbian. Now, I think about it back now, and yes, she was clearly a lesbian. She was clearly a lesbian. And now I figured it out. The reason why she was seemed so odd is because she was always touching the girls. Very touchy and very very feely with the girls. The boys, she would never talk to the boys. And I found that very strange. She would ignore even help. And it was because she was a creepy lady. She was a creepy, a creepy teacher. Miss Monaghan. Yeah, Miss Monaghan, she used to go to school with her. She was, Miss Monaghan, my God, she was just a creepy lady. She was always touching women and touching girls. And she would, you know what she would do? She would call you to her desk, which was sitting par, uh, facing the side of all the desks. And she would, this is middle school. Fucking middle school. You're like 10, 11, 12. And she would have you sit on the same chair that she had, share it. She would have one leg on the chair and the girl would be sitting. And she'd have her arm around her neck where the arm is draped over her shoulders. Like a, like a shawl, like one of those old shawls. And patting her head and playing with her hair while, she, while she's going over her homework. I'm like, oh my God. Like, I think about it now, but back then I was like, you know, that's fucked up. I mean, you know, why do they get special treatment? And meanwhile, I, I would do better work. That's what I didn't understand. I, that's what I didn't figure. I figured, how the fuck is it that I get better work? And she's getting it. And then my mom said, oh, no, you know what? She's trying to be nice to the kids that are stupid. And I thought, oh, maybe that's it. But my, my brother calculated it. He says, yeah, she's a lesbian. But I didn't tell him that he was touching, you know. She was touching the girls. But, my God, it was. 
the point is people set up the stage to benefit them. Whatever it is, whether it's politics, whether it's being a teacher, whether it's being a chef, whatever. The point is you set the stage in hopes for your advancement. And sometimes advancement comes from having to step over other people. And that seems to be the consensus when it comes to the government. It's never just people being paid regular wage or good wage. I mean, if you work for the Senate or government, you should be paid well because you're, you're, you're responsible for some really big uh, decisions that are being made that are going to affect the, the entire country, ultimately the world. So, you know, you should be paid well. You should be paid so you don't have to worry about anything else. You know, make 120000 a year, no problem. You should be paid 120000 a year. But you shouldn't be able to make any more money outside. That's a problem. A lot of people in the government make extra money. And we live in a world where you can have secret accounts and you can have bank accounts anywhere and you can have money invested in things and you can filter money. I mean, lawyers can make any money that's illegal, make it look legal. That's what lawyers do. Because lawyers are the, are the sword that you use to fight against that sword. So lawyers know lawyers. See, I'm not using a lawyer to fight a police officer. I use a police officer to fight another police officer, okay? I'm going to use a lawyer. I'm going to use a lawyer to defend me, to prove whatever it is that they're fucking going against me. But if a cop is an asshole, my best chance of finding out that he's an asshole is to other cops. Finding out the truth, you want to validate what's really happening. Now, if your brother's in arms, it's going to be tough. But if you're an asshole, most people want to see you burn, then you can get lucky. But most of the time, people don't want to fuck over their own. Because nobody wants to be considered a rat. Because remember, you fuck over one of your friends, even if you had it coming, people see that you're not somebody who can be trusted. You ever see Pert Serpico? Same thing with Serpico. The guy was trying to do the right thing. Guess what? Wrong thing almost killed him. Wrong thing almost killed him. It's all about teams, man. It's all about your team against my team. Yankees versus Mets. Even though they're both from the same city, even though they're from the same place, this great city, I've seen them get into heated debates. New York over Yankees. Two people who live in the same area. Heated debates. Not as heated as, uh, you know, Boston and New York. I mean, Boston, you can get, you can get stabbed if you walk around with a New York hat. New York, if you got a Boston hat, people really don't fuck with you. No. But Massachusetts, there, there are certain areas where they will fuck you up really bad. Yeah, Massachusetts doesn't go with that shit. They don't, they don't. But New York, New York is just so multi, multi-integrated. And, and we're so, who gives a fuck that, uh, you know, I don't think you'll get anybody who really, you'll, you'll, you'll get people, but you got to really look for it. Massachusetts, you got to, you don't have to look that far. You go to Southie with a, with a New York Yankees hat, you know, and you, you're, you're, somebody's going to slap you. Somebody's going to hit you with a potato, a potato or something. Somebody's going to fucking hit you with a, a yam. I don't even know if they eat yams. Do they eat yams in Massachusetts? I hope so. They're fucking delicious. I don't eat it anymore, but man, it used to be so good to eat a yam. Those purple yams, delicious. But over there, over here, two different worlds. 
You're so close. You're so close. But anyway, the point is, be honest with yourselves. Don't lie to yourselves. Don't lie to others. If you have to lie to others, never lie to yourself. Stop and think. Use your life. Get off the stimulants. At least that's what I'm hoping to. No masturbation, no stimulants. If you don't know what stimulant is, it's coffee, sugar, anything that gives you a buzz. Especially coffee and sugar. Those are the two biggest stimulants. Those are the two number one stimulants in the world. Without them, without any stimulants, it changes who you are. And I think that's what people are so focused on, on, uh, on finding success, removing sugar from their lives and carbs, because it's a stimulant. Carb is a stimulant. It stimulates uh, an event happening to your brain, and it gives you a buzz. Coffee especially and sugar. So if you remove that off of your life, I think that it changes who you are because your brain, your brain's makeup changes who you are. If you have a different brain chemistry, it'll vary you uh, how you deal with the world. So non-stimulant life uh, might be the best choice. I can, I can't, I don't know what the diet of, of greatest philosophers or thinkers were, but I, you know, I, there's, a, there's a possibility that they were... Uh, you know, eating a lot of fat and meat, but not carbs. It's possible. Because, I mean, I'm telling you, that the level of focus on somebody when they eat, you know, protein and fat and they remove the carbs and the sugar, just me alone, just removing coffee. I remember, I remember trying coffee two or three times in my life and becoming completely addicted where I went from never drinking coffee and I say, hey, you know what, let me try a coffee because somebody offered me a really good coffee and I said, you know what, why not this is a quality coffee, I'll try it I'm not talking about that Dunkin' Donuts garbage I'm talking about real coffee so I said, why not, put some sugar in there, some milk it's delicious the buzz you get the taste, everything coffee with milk and sugar it's fantastic it's heavenly but what happens the next day? You want another coffee. As a matter of fact, that very night I wanted another coffee. See, I don't want to live like that. I want to live where, where my body's telling me, yeah, my, come on, give me some of what you gave me before because I, I need some of that to be happy. I enjoyed it. I analyzed the experience. I realized this isn't for me. And then I did it again, second time, and I got addicted again. And that, my, my addiction wasn't long. It was like a week. But after a week, I caught it and I said, wait a minute. Because I carry all my receipts and I write down everything I eat. And I go by what everything I eat for the week. And I realized that I, I looked at the coffee. and There was no coffee. But this whole week, I was drinking coffee. Sometimes twice a day. And I was like, oh shit, wait a minute. This is not good. Oh, I got to stop this. But it was a week I was addicted. And then years later, it happened again. Completely forgot. There it was. A week. No, actually, this time it was 10 days. Because this was great. Because this, this was a coffee, man, that was, 
you know, phenomenal. And I was mixing it in with uh, with fat in it. I was doing the the, the, the fat yogurt, the, the caveman coffee or something like that. It was a good experience. But after 10 days, I was like, wait a minute, this is not good. So I, I got it out of my system. I got it out. No stimulants. Now sugar, basically sugar, gone. Consuming meat, fats. Tell you, it changes your focus. It really does. It really does. And that's not the reason why I'm focusing and realizing the reality of what's going on in the world, even though it helps. But this has been going on for 60 years. So let's try to make a difference in hopefully, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know what we got to do. I know what we don't have to do. And that's give away our guns. I guarantee you that's not a good idea. Having our guns is the leverage that we have. You know, they talk a lot about killings and murders. Don't don't believe that bullshit. Okay, this is a country of over 350 million people. 1% out of 350 million is 3.5 million. That means if 1% of the population were killing each other, that'd be 3.5 million. We're nowhere near that. Homicides, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. But in the majority... God, it's so insignificant. It's so minute. Guns kill so fucking few people. But they defend so many more. The the good of a gun, of a personal gun, can never be outweighed. Never. Think about it. We're like we're a country of 350 million people. 1% out of that would be 3.5 million. 3.5 million people haven't died in America from guns. Nowhere near that. And the cases that have been people killing each other, it's either because of using drugs or selling drugs. You understand? It's because of money. It's because of drug dealers shooting each other up. Or or some some crazy nut who was on medication. So it was either related to drugs somehow. But it's absolutely insane. Over so little, creating so much havoc over something so irrelevant. A few deaths. And yes, every death is important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we got it. But like I said, it's not even one hundredth of a percent of the number of people that die being shot up. Do you understand how much restraint? People people aren't criminals. People by nature aren't aren't bad. People by nature are good. Because if people were nature bad, they'd, they'd be killing people. People would be killing each other in the street. They'd be beating up each other. Most people just want to hang out, just chill. They want to avoid each other and just do what they want to do. Just live in peace. Most people leave each other alone. But there's, there's a group of people out there that, because for some mental reason, you know, most of it is subscri- uh, prescriptions, prescription drugs. One of the leading reasons for a lot of people losing their minds. That's a real reality. A lot of people lose their minds based on their mental health being compromised because of pharmaceuticals. The guy who shot up uh, in um, Colorado, the Batman movie, that guy was super high on drugs. That guy was like a, a human pharmacy. You could use his blood to basically dose a small village. He went nuts. He thought it was like the actual joker. He, he believed 
that he was the Joker. I mean, doesn't that, doesn't that tell you everything right there? That wasn't like some maniac, some mental case that said, you know what? Life has been cruel to me. I'm going to use a gun and just start killing people. No. This was a guy who was heavily medicated, who was doing drugs and psychotics. By the way, these were prescription drugs. We're not talking about the drugs that he bought in the street where he had to suck somebody off to get. No, no, he went to a doctor. and doctor gave him these psychopsychotics. Okay, instead of giving him a good health by a proper diet and having good gut biome. No, no, no. Let's give him some medication. It's always, it's always a skin medication. It's never a question of diet because there's no profit in that. There's no profit in telling somebody to eat a ribeye, steaks, and butter. There's no money in that. There's no money in that. So, so they don't do it. There's money in pharmaceuticals because they have 100% control over it. Then they get you addicted on a drug that you can't say no to. Then the insurance pays for it while you die and suffer. They, they suck the life out of you just like a parasite, like a vampire. Pharmaceutical vampires. But that's not the guns that were responsible. You, you see all those attacks in England? Knife stabs? These knife, They don't have guns. They outlawed guns in England. Because they're fucking morons. That's why the government said, you know, we can't allow the people to rise up against us. Because England is terrified. White, pe- white people in general are terrified. And nobody's whiter than England. They're the whitest people on earth. Can't get any whiter than that. Okay? And they're the kind of white that's, that's, that's terrified of losing power. That's a small country. So they don't want to have their citizens with guns. Because they weren't even raised with, with guns in that country. It wasn't part of the it wasn't part of the history. Not like America, man. America's fucking this is a this is amazing. This country is amazing. You know, we built our history with guns. Okay, we, we wiped this country clean out of an entire population. Okay, with with bacteria and guns. That's it. That's how it works. That's just how it works. With bacteria and guns, we, we purchased this entire country. We're like, we're, we're taking over. That's it. This is just how it's going to be. Somebody bought Manhattan with some juju beads. It was like, let's say, you take that. Native American was like, what the hell is this guy talking about? You know? But, meanwhile, neither of the two was wrong. The guy who gave him the beats was like, all right, this is a good deal. I'm going to give you something you can carry for the rest of your life. And I'm going to build a city that's going to carry me into the rest of my life. And, of course, the Native American was like, all right, you idiot. You want to give me something for nothing. Yeah, yeah, I'll shake your hand. Yeah, sure, sure. You can have it. You can have it. You can have the sky too. Have sky. Have sky, white man, round eye. Sky, wind, yours. The moon, yours too. For the moon, give me a shoe. Like the I don't want the fucking moon. All right, that's why I'm in hand. Yes, but I give you the blue of sky. Give me hat. Hat, you want my hat? Get the fuck out of here. Listen, I'm going to give you the juju beat. You're going to give me this island, right? Get the fuck out of my face. You know that's what happened. You know that's what happened. Because he didn't even have to give him anything. The guy had a gun. He could have put it right into the Native American's head and blown his head off. And who was going to say anything? They were killing Native Americans. They were, they were giving money for people who brought Native American scalps. Their, their, their heads. Their fucking scalps. If you brought, if you brought a scalp... 
of a Native American. They would give you money. This is how this is how America was. It's terrifying. It's crazy. And then George Washington put order to this. He said, "All right, all right, we gotta stop. This is this is going crazy now. We gotta we gotta get this together. We're we're a mess. We're never gonna beat the uh, the English if we're separated. Let's get together and just you know, let's all come together and 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 rock the house. Native Americans had nothing to do with that. Yeah, they were all slaughtered by then. Their numbers would dwindle to nothing. You see, so." I mean, what do you want? You know, which was the original point I made about how the Germans, you know, they they started a whole new civilization. So a lot of people are saying that the blood of those Native Americans, this is what's happening with this country. That it was eventually, you, you create a country on, with bloodshed, that eventually it comes back to, to, to full circle to, to claim what it desperately wants, which is revenge and you know, maybe that's why this is happening to America. Maybe it's because, you know, we were created on the on the basis of uh, the blood of another. But I don't know any country that wasn't. I mean, look at China, for instance, uh, Mongolia, Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan, he he, he invaded countries. Uh, he invaded towns, and and, and he, he owned pretty much all of China. He invaded the whole thing from Mongolia. He didn't go into India. You know, who the reasons why he didn't go into India and conquer India. I don't know. Maybe he had a love for India. Plus, India, you know, there's a certain love for for India that he had because, uh, you know, being the Buddhist mentality, I guess, you know, praying, he didn't want to conquer uh, somebody that had the same beliefs. Maybe, I don't know. But the point of Mongolia, man, he was, he was ruthless. Ruthless. And uh, then you look at, for instance, uh, France, I don't know, I mean, they, they must have invaded somebody, no? Well, France was just there all the time, come on. Somebody invites, invades somebody, always. Somebody. China, come on, man. They, China invaded somebody, they invite... Ming, Mao, General Mao, how many people was he responsible for killing? Hundreds of millions, they say. Right, so, invasion, killing of people, eh, it's all the same. It's all the same. Who knows if there were even 100 million Native Americans? Who knows how many there were? There probably weren't even that many. Who the hell knows how many there were? But let's say there were 100 million. Well, you know, General Mao killed over 100 million. Stalin killed over 100 million. See? Now then you have uh, Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler is supposedly responsible for killing, what, I don't know, 6 million Jews? But that's the funny thing. See, this is what I understand. This is why I'm terrible with history. This is why I don't understand history. Because, like, if you look at all the records of the of the amount of millions of people that they were in 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 in, uh, in Europe at the time, there weren't even six million Jews in Europe. So was it that when he started the war, is it that the Jews they came in, all the Jews came into to Germany to die, or how the fuck does that work? Like, how do, how does he kill more people than they were? In that country, and and I'm thinking, I don't understand either. Is how the this, this is what perplexes me. I don't understand why people don't talk about Stalin and General Mao because these they killed way more people than, than Adolf Hitler. So it's like why all, all these documentaries about the Nazis? But why why, why isn't there any documentaries on Stalin? I don't fucking understand this. Or General Mao, how he killed those hundreds of millions of Chinese. Why, 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 like I want to see, I want to see 
the documentary on Stalin and how he killed 100 million, probably more in gulags. I mean, he was, he was really evil. He had a campaign where he would have people uh, 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 turn on their fathers and their, and, their, and their parents and completely give in to the state. I forgot, I forgot the quote. But he had young, the young, young people, because that's, that's who you want to get first. You want to get the young people. You want to you invoke those young people so they grow up with an ideology because they're easier to convince. Already when you set your ways as an adult, it's hard to reach. And he, he was able to brainwash the youth into spying on everyone, including their parents. So a lot of kids, and listen, I don't know, I wasn't there in Russia, but these are famous stories. Maybe they're bullshit. I don't know. I don't know. But the fact that hundreds of millions of people died. Come on, man. The guy was responsible for 100 million. He, we know this is in, in actual history. It's part of actual history. And General Mao is the same thing. So I don't understand why Adolf Hitler and the Nazis. Is it because is it because he was the only one that was successful? Is that it? Because he really did he really did change the country around. I mean he, that country was in the floor and he changed everything in a very short amount of time. And the economy was booming. So he knew what he was doing. And I think that's why I think that they, they, they emphasize so much on, on Adolf Hitler and the Nazis. Because I think it was because they were so successful. You see, and I think that what happened was that they they proved that the Jews were wrong. I think that's what happened. Because if he wiped out the Jews and everything, there was all misery. And then once he wiped them out, there was progress. Then wouldn't that mean that the Jews were wrong? That, that, the, that the banking system was incorrect? That the banking system was at fault? Isn't that basically what Adolf was, was saying? Basically with, with just eliminating the Jews? So if it worked, and then why? Think about it. If it wouldn't have worked, then you could say, you see, it's a flawed system. He's a fool. And they would have just ignored him. But it worked. So they have to demonize him because they realize, oh shit, we can't let people know that the banking system is what's oppressing the planet. But they had a really unfair banking system that was basically ripping the asshole out of everybody. But for instance, Adolf, right, he had a banking system, right, where you would take out a loan. And if you had a family, if you had more children, you'd pay less interest. And home, home loans, they were just giving them out. Because, you know, they want a country that's productive, that's making goods. But how the fuck are you going to have a country that makes any goods when everybody feels demoralized? They feel like uh, they're on the ground because you have corruption. So the whole Nazi situation unveiled all the corruption. And they showed, Adolf basically showed the whole world how the system could be. How it could be so much, so far better than what it is now. Which is this, I mean, back then, which was a corrupt society where there was a lot of people that had nothing. Well, there was a whole bunch of fat cats that had everything. And so he highlighted and put a, a spotlight on that. And I think that's why they put so much emphasis on making them evil. Because they don't want anybody to rise up against the banking system, the corruption. Because that's basically who owns everything. 
Banking system is the one that, because remember, they never lose. You go to a bank, they never lose. They give you a, mo- a loan, but they need collateral. Meaning if you can't pay, they take something away. So they never lose. Any organization that doesn't have any losses, what do you consider that? <laughs> That's like the Vatican. Vatican never loses. It always wins. You know, it's, it's so powerful. It's just, like, it's just like the Jews in general or the Muslims. The religion doesn't lose. You have catastrophes, but it doesn't lose. Because if you have the mindset, you lose because you're the one who lost something. But for them, it's a gain. Your loss is my gain. So I think that's why they, they, they emphasize how, how evil they are. But meanwhile, it was only responsible for killing a few million. Well, there's been others that killed over 100 million. Holy shit. I mean, that's, that's pretty amazing. Stalin was just brutal. And I'm not talking about Americans' perspective of Stalin. I'm talking about Stalin's history from Russians. You know, this is from Russians. This is Russian history. <laughs> I mean, he, he wiped people out. You know, he just wiped people out. And, and so much, so much. It's, it's this is the thing about democracy. When you look at a country like, uh, like Russia, you know, they've had so much chaos because they don't have democracy. It has to be because it can't, because they've had so many conflicts where a certain one person has all the power, and he climbs a ladder, and it's not a group, a uniform group of people. No, it's like one person has all the power. Like it, it used to be a. It used to be a king and a queen, uh, but the the Marxists they and the um, what do they call them? Shit, I forgot. Uh, they call them. Uh, well, they took over. They killed the. They killed the. Uh, the. Oh my god! The royal family. That's it. They killed the royal family in the basement, and it was a whole new uh, democracy. But you know, it was Lenin was just, uh, the Lenin and the Marxists and the Stalins. I just, I, I, I just, I, it seems like it's always, you know, uh, going against the state, which I think that they, they don't want that. They don't want the government uh, dictating. They want, they want all uniformly to decide what's best for everybody. Uniformly, not groups. It's a uniform. It's a vote thing. It seems that way. And I think that they were going through what they wanted to become, which was a symbol of a new change, of a new reformation. But it was just, it's just chaotic. It's, it never had the brilliance, the brilliance of America. Because after World War II, listen, Russia won. They had parts of Germany, they had parts of Europe. They won. They should have progressed. Their politics, they were fighting amongst themselves for progress. At least it seems that way. If I'm wrong about that, I don't know. But from what I've seen, all the documentaries, of course, it's a, I haven't really read. But it seemed like they were just, the infighting amongst themselves, the disorganization amongst themselves, kept them from really progressing and becoming like a global threat. Like we expanded everywhere. They didn't. They stayed in-house. Not us, man. We were like, all right, we're going everywhere. We're expanding. We're bringing in people. They didn't bring anybody. 
they stayed real tight. And I think that's what benefited Russia immensely, is that they didn't expand. They didn't, they didn't open their, their, border, their borders. Opening borders is a big fucking mistake. Big huge mistake. That's why China and Japan and Korea have been so successful. They don't take in people from the outside. They stay 99.9% pure them. Here in America, while we're fighting with each other over black and white, over the media's constant bombardment of bullshit, we were fine until the media started fucking with us with all this constant lies about our blacks and whites and all this racism bullshit. Listen, man, we were fine until they started spreading that in the news. Yeah, there was racism. But if you look at the amount of blacks that lived in the South to the amounts that were lynched, it was like nothing. It was like the same number of, of, of blacks being shot by cops, but it's more whites that are being shot, and the numbers are still very small. Like, like we're having riots and, and destroying cities over, let's say, 100 people that got shot by cops. Really? That's it? There's millions of cops. Millions and millions. There's going to be some collateral. But you, you blow everything out of proportion. People, the amount of people lynched, let's say there were 200. 200 but you know how many millions lived? Peacefully in the South with black and whites, they just living their lives. But there's always a group, there's always one or two people that are assholes. There's always one or two people that are evil. But serial killers aren't the majority. Yeah, there are people out there that will kidnap somebody, torture them, and kill them. But that's not the majority. That's like one or two people. Even if there's like a hundred people, that's still a small number. And there's not a hundred serial killers out there. There's not. There's not just not a hundred serial killers out there. And if they are, I don't know them. I don't know people showing up mutilated. I don't. And the people that disappear, yeah, there's people disappearing. Who knows what the fuck they disappeared. Maybe they went back to their country. Maybe they passed away from a heart attack. Maybe they assumed another responsible assumed another identity. You know how many people forgot left their identity, took another one because their identity was compromised because they have a record or something, or because they're 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 uh, uh, um they're um what do you call that they're uh, they're uh, shit man what do I forgot um man what the hell's going on with me their credit their if their credit's been ruined you forget your credit and you just get another you assume another identity. Because if you've never been fingerprinted by the police, you can have a, an infinite number of identities. It's only when you've been arrested and somebody has your identity that you truly are held against the wall. But if you've never been arrested, you could have a thousand identities. You could have a thousand identities. Changing your face with modern makeup. You don't even have to change your faces. You know, put some contacts and put some different eyebrows. You put in some contacts and different eyebrows, you're a different person. Doesn't take much. It doesn't take much. Doesn't take much. But if you're caught and arrested, that's different. You're screwed. That's why the police are dying to catch people. The police, they're arresting people for everything because they told them they have an agenda. Back in the 80s, they said, listen, we have a lot of illegals coming in. Actually, it was in the 70s. But in the 80s and in the, in the 90s, they couldn't implement it as much because of crime rates in certain sectors weren't high enough until they started using the police, working with the media to advertise how things were getting so violent, so bad. That's why the 80s and really the 90s when it started really being bombarded into the public 
this whole image of how things are getting dangerous. It's so that the police could have reason to get more aggressive. Because if in the news everything is peaceful and then you cops are busting down doors, be like, what the hell's wrong with you? But that's why they put shows like cops on TV. So that they can put fear into the people. So that that way the police have an excuse to just blow down your door and say, well, you see, look, we're living in very difficult times. And you convince people that you live in very dangerous times. And things are, oh my God, things are terrible. But they're really not that terrible. They're being created that way because the media feeds that. Like the crack epidemic in the 80s. Yeah, crack was killing a lot of people, taking over their lives. But the media made it really, 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 really out of control. Because, you know, the killings that were taking place, they were all drug-related. Okay, but... There was enough drugs where everybody was selling and the ones that were, were fighting off of corners were because the media was putting that and feeding that. They were putting it into the media how there were gangs feeding each other off of fighting off of each other. So gangs were like, wait a minute, is that, is that how it is? Oh shit, well I guess that's a blueprint. So now we're going to fight for blocks. And they just started fighting gang wars where they were fighting for blocks to sell crack. And the police... They used this time, they defund the police basically because the city was going right underneath. There was no money in the fucking city to pay the police. Back in the 70s, everything went to hell. In the 80s, everything went to hell. That's why, that's why they created crack because things were broke. There was no money. Coke from the 70s, which was expensive, really not expensive, but it cost money. I mean, it cost more money than crack. They had to dilute it so that they could sell it cheap at a, at a portion because all the money was leaving because, you know, the crime was up. Everything was going to shit. Because depravity, you know, drugs, it reaches an excess. Just like Rome, there's a certain point where you reach a level of depravity where everything falls apart because then it no longer becomes, you know, in control. It becomes over the top and that creates, this, this, uh, it creates chaos and disorder. So you got all these people that are constantly partying, having fun. But what happens is that it brings in more bad elements. Because people go to where the obvious fun is. But all the bad people go there too. All the criminals. All the pimps. But if you keep everything organized. Where you keep the shops in control. And you keep the population in control. And you, and you give them availability of jobs. But no, there wasn't. New York was like everybody was getting the hell out. Because crime was out of control. Because there was too many people. Too many of the bad elements. Because the government got a little too soft or became too corrupted. Cops themselves were just as corrupt as the criminals. I mean, it was just, it was a, it was, a, it was just a cornerball of corruption. Because we didn't know what the hell we were doing. We were just coming out of the 70s, which were the party time. Coming into times where there were no money. So we went from party time America, New York especially, the 70s where money was flowing, everything was going good. To the 80s where everything, money just was, just sucked out. People were leaving. People left. And what was left behind, the remnants, uh, the Mad Max. That's why the 80s were so popular with Mad Max movies. Because that we thought we were going there. And it was all because of the government. Taking what was ours and giving it to corrupt scumbags. Lawyers, bankers, these sons of a fucking bitches that are constantly bleeding us. 
That's what it is. Because their reach goes in deep. Looking at India, you got a whole bunch of, of suicides. Because the banking system gives loans that they can't pay back. A whole bunch of fucking farmers. They get into they get into 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 programs that are just they're just they're just setups. Yeah, they're just setups to have people so they can they can take over land. That's what banks do. Banks do they give out loans you can't pay back. And when you can't pay it back, you gotta pay back the collateral. But I bet you a bank will never give a loan that where they can lose. Of course not. If that were the case, there'd be very few banks. But no, they don't lose. You give me some, I'll give you something. You gotta get something back in return if I lose. What kind of shit is this? It's gotta be an equal loss on both sides. That's why I don't, I don't believe in the bank. I don't want any part of the banking system. I don't want any part of it. I don't have any bank accounts. I don't want any part of it. It's all a system that basically feeds into getting you fucked.